You're listening to WordPress for Small and Medium Enterprises. Your host today is Mario Peshev from Debrix. Hey everyone, it's Mario Peshev from Debrix here. Today's topic is the difference between WordPress installations and custom builds. Why does one have to build a custom WordPress solution instead of creating the so-called Lego or bundling a few plugins together on top of a premium multi-purpose theme and kind of setting that up for a new website? Or what is the difference between investing for a custom built solution on top of WordPress and just bundling a bunch of plugins together? This is a very common problem and a very common misunderstanding shared by a lot of people out there. WordPress has always been sold as something that's really easy to use, easy to set up, uh, one of the first moments it became that popular was the so-called uh, five-minute install of WordPress promoted on uh, the WordPress Codex and the, the fact that most free hosting providers do offer Softaculous or Fantastic or something else that lets them create and set up a new WordPress installation in a matter of minutes, which, which is true. But the fact that you can set up something easily doesn't really mean that you can do that professionally. And you can take pretty much everything else as an example. The fact that you can stand right next to, uh, you know, the, the swimming pool, the fact that you can swim for like five minutes doesn't mean that you can be an Olympic swimming champion. Like our customers at Swim Swamp, since one of them is actually a three-time Olympic champion. And the fact that you can, you know, pick up, Groceries doesn't mean that you're a professional logistics uh, employee or the founder of logistics company or whatever it is. Of course, I'm just uh, giving random examples. So same goes with setting up professional WordPress website. A professional installation doesn't have a lot in common with a random build that's again built in a Lego style by just bundling plugins together. And here's the here's the thing and here's what most people don't really get uh, basic plugins and general plugins available out there they do hide different risks and not only do they hide specific risks uh, but there are also other layers that have to be kept into account for example networking problem networking problems are extremely common uh, we're talking about uh, both things from a hardware perspective uh, things related to distributed denial of service attacks, slow request parsing, limited pools of workers, and a lot of other different things that could uh, happen on the networking layer. Web server products are also something that could really become a problem sooner or later, at least at some point of time. And web servers are also responsible for processing incoming requests, serving data, and so on. You can imagine how many things can happen on a web server level. Database problems, of course, related to scalability, to running optimally, joining queries, uh, making complex sets of queries and caching that data in memcache and so forth. WordPress-specific problems, of course. Theme-specific problems, one of the most common things. Specific plugin-related problems and, and so on. So this is something worth noting simply because setting up a random solution may cause problems on so many different layers and in so many different areas that you need to predict yourself that you need to kind of make sure they all work properly 
And the more complicated the solution, the more your website kind of grows over time, the more feature rich you would like it to be, which means essentially the easy way would be adding more and more and more and more plugins. But is that efficient? Is that the best way to do that? No, because plugins can conflict with each other and plugins have been designed with generality in mind, with being generic and solving as many problems as possible for as many different industries as possible. Because that's the purpose of plugins after all, you know, they want to solve problems, they want to amass customer base. A lot of people working with those products and setting up those plugins because that's kind of how they earn money or use them as a portfolio and so on. And don't get me wrong, not all plugins are bad and not all themes are bad. But at the end of the day, you can't really assess the software quality of a plugin or a theme. Moreover, most plugins are free. And that means that someone has to kind of maintain them in their own free time. Those that are paid are also extremely cheap. And for the most part, most businesses can barely afford kind of having, you know, two developers or, or like even one developer full time maintaining that specific plugin or team. We've worked with businesses with marketplaces. We're talking about shops. We're talking about a number of plugins maintained like a dozen plugins or even more maintained by that business. And they can afford like five developers tops simply because they, they make around 300,000 up to 500,000 bucks a year. And again, we're talking about shops. So you can extrapolate that and you can figure out how much does a premium plugin does on a monthly basis and based on that you can guesstimate how many people can actually spend the time to work on those products and again uh, plugin developers are not to blame they're you know fine gentlemen and ladies who try to make a living out of that business but the market is extremely competitive and people are really not eager to pay money which results in poor code quality for the most part for most plugins out there so what's the difference between creating kind of the Lego solution that I was talking about and creating a robust professional WordPress installation. And I'm going to kind of touch on the difference between software and web engineers. And by software engineers, I don't refer to kind of people with a computer science degree. I'm talking about people who actually know what web development is and they understand the concept of web development. And Again, the difference is that some of the plugin developers are not really web engineers. And when you set up and work on a high scale platform, you need professional web engineers who understand how to communicate through development, of course, on top of WordPress with the different layers of the WordPress installation. For instance, computer architectures are obviously important. Why? Because in a nutshell, all web servers are computers. Well, you know, there's the cloud, but they're still computers in a layman's terms. And those computers, they do have a CPU, they have RAM, they have a hard drive of some sort. They do have, you know, all the other things that all computers kind of have in order to operate as a server. And with that, that in mind, the CPU is dealing with handling specific operations. The RAM is handling, kind of serving as a fast cache memory in order to store certain things 
uh, again in a faster manner because reading from the hard disk is an expensive operation. At the same time, the hard disk has kind of a limit of input-output operations that could be stored there. So again, I'm oversimplifying, but you can easily find out that all of those things are related to building code for scalability. For instance, operating systems. There are obviously different operating systems. Uh, you, most web developers don't necessarily need to understand the kernel or the set of drivers for different dividers and so, so forth. But operating systems start processes in different manners and they have different permissions and capabilities. And you may really fail if, for example, you install a plugin uh, which doesn't have permissions to do something and then breaks the entire website down or instead uh, avoids uh, kind of saving upload store from your customers or something else like basically failing to do the most important thing for your application simply because it has been set up inappropriately because a non-technical person uh, kind of had to deal with that in the first place uh, so in terms of operating systems and servers there's uh, how processes work how Apache or Nginx kind of translate business requirements through connecting with uh, mod PHP or PHP FPM uh, and so on and so on. All of those things relay on the operating system layer, which is atop of those computer architectures that we mentioned. We also have networks. Again, there are different stacks and uh, there's the seven layer, OSI layer, uh, that's, that's a tautology, but you know, uh, which kind of uh, determines the right and the best practices of storing information on a network level, from the physical cable to the HTTP protocol that we all know, there are different layers that take care of different things, like IP is being the address layer, TCP IP is transport layer, then there's the session layer and presentation layer and, and, and so on. Uh, again, there's that sort of granularity is often important for uh, identifying how our messages sent across clients and servers, uh, how's traffic coming to the network and what sort of hiccups may happen due to that. Databases as well. Uh, being able to understand how the database works, how to optimize it, how to explain a certain query are important factors that, you know, by installing plugins, you may really fall into the trap of working with a plugin that isn't coded optimally. And the plugin may be coded in a, you know, inefficient manner for various reasons. The developer may not have the skills for that. The developer may not care for high-scale websites. The developer may charge for optimizing that plugin for high-scale websites and so on and so on. But whatever the reason, uh, your load times may skyrocket due to not understanding those concepts. Of course, there are programming languages itself. There's uh, data structures, there's algorithms and other best practices that professional web developers do understand. And professional web developers working on WordPress platforms have to understand in order to migrate platforms, create complicated software as a service solutions, handle performers, uh, performance, dealing with security, or anything else that a professional project requires. And again, that's the difference between hiring someone who understands all those things, or again, working with a freelancer, a consultant, an agency, understanding all of those things, and trying to set up a pretty complex solution that has to deal with all of those factors without having anyone with technical skills who can review that and analyze the logs and do some stress loads and so on and so on. And that basically creates the difference between both. You can set it up, it's probably going to run, 
but it's not going to be scalable, it's not going to be stable, it's not going to be fast, it's not going to be secure for the most part. You can't rely on that to just be up and running forever and customers keep signing up for that and you know operating with your website for an unlimited amount of time. There are a lot of caveats that can happen, there are a lot of gotchas that could happen for various reasons from browser updates through WordPress core updates and plugin updates through specific data or option settings that are messing up here and there through integrating third-party services that are misbehaving and so on and so on. So a lot of things can happen and you should be aware of that and you should be ready for all of those lots of things that happen. And again, that's the, the sole reason why installations are one thing and they're fine, like just doing a do-it-yourself thing is fine as a test case, as a DIY project as something that's not billable, something that's not serious. But a professional build is required whenever you want something that's scalable. And again, I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, just hiring the developer. I'm talking about when you hire a developer, don't expect that the professional solution means installing plugins or just configuring those plugins. For the most part, it's analyzing how everything works as a part of the entire stack assessing and measuring and benchmarking performance and scalability and speed and all that, uh, running a bunch of different tests with QAs at place, being able to assess what can possibly go wrong, analyzing different scenarios, uh, figuring out how different solutions play together and what are the possible gotchas and caveats that you have to keep in mind. So that's what a custom build actually is. That's not a, a Lego build, that's a custom build. And a lot of things are happening uh, on custom builds that developers are taking care of. And that's, in a nutshell, that's the reason why, you know, professional companies pay for development help, even if they're using WordPress, even if they have the plugins in place that solve theoretically certain numbers of problems. Because in terms of stability, in terms of something that's scalable and has to grow in time, sometimes plugins can be viable shortcuts. Sometimes they may be something that's usable. But for the most part, it's highly likely that a lightweight solution would be taken as a foundation or a custom build would be prepared uh, instead of using an off-the-shelf plugin. That's all for today. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to WordPress for Small and Medium Enterprises. For more information, go to devwp.eu and find out how to scale WordPress for tens of millions of page views a month and more.